Hi there, guys. Uh, welcome to the NDA podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone Stewart uh, from New Digital Age. I'm joined here today by Paul Coggins. Uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself just in a moment. Uh, so, Paul, how are you doing today? Really good. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Um, yeah, I mean, my name is Paul. I'm the CEO of AdLudio. Um, somewhat of a grizzled ad tech veteran because I've been doing this now for about 25 plus years, um, selling banners back in the mid 90s. Um, and yeah, just a series of ad tech startup and scale ups ever since. Brilliant. So just get straight into it. Can you tell me a little bit about AdLudio? You know, why was the company founded in the first place? Yeah, so Adludio was founded in 2015, very much with the initial premise that um, creative on mobile advertising was in a very poor state. Um, nobody had really used the functionalities of the phone to deliver highly engaging, highly interactive um, advertising that people wanted to consume. So that was really the starting point. Let's put our flag down and say Adludio is all about brilliant creative on mobile devices. Since then, obviously, we've evolved the proposition. We've grown. We've internationalized uh, and looked at data and built out a data science team around how people engage with ads, what they're doing with them. Uh, and using that data really to start informing decisions around how ads should be designed for consumers and um, what creative consumers really want to um, use and engage with. Corporate, cool, obviously, since you were founded, a lot's changed. Uh, advertising is fast moving. So, what do you think is the current state of mobile advertising? Yeah, look, I mean, as I said right at the start, I've been doing um, digital advertising now for about 25 years, and it's incredibly clear that there's a huge evolution all of the time, and the pace for um, advertising increases exponentially. I mean, I look back, um, you know, 2010 or 2008 was when the smartphone first came out. So in those you know, for you know, last 14 years, we've seen huge changes in the consumption of media. And as a result, and the huge consumption of how people um, engage and consume advertising. I mean, you know, the mobile now, and it has been for a while, I guess, is your number one screen. It's something people look at hundreds of thousands of times a day. So, Delivering highly interactive and highly engaging and highly um, consumable um, advertising uh, is something that we've strived to do. How has advertising changed? Well, you know, the, the, there's many things that are changing at the moment. You look at the way Apple's transparency um, laws have come in. You look at GDPR. You look at the privacy. All of that has meant that there has been a move away from, I guess, tracking the individual um, and using data to know who it is that they're serving to, what they're doing, what they're consuming, um, and moving a little bit more in our direction, um, which is one where creative is the driver for advertising rather than who it is the, the consumer is. So, And I think that, that change and that movement uh, is going to continue over the uh, over the coming uh, the coming months and the coming years. Um, I mean, the, you know, that there is a um, an element of me that thinks mobile advertising is maturing quite quickly. Yeah. So the actual device that I mentioned, the iPhone, 
actually hasn't changed very much in the last 14 years. Um, and that's why a lot of people as well are talking about Web 3.0 and the metaverse and um, all of those um, type of things. So for, for mobile advertising, it, it's a period of consolidation, still a period of big growth because money is still moving in that direction. And it's a period in which um, the creative and how people consume that creative, uh, for me, is becoming much more important. Cool. You've touched on this a little bit already, how Adludio, Adludio approaches things differently. Um, so can you dive a bit deeper into that, into that creativity aspect and the data you use and stuff? Yeah. So uh, if, if you think of um, how you consume most ads on your mobile at the moment, it's very much a scroll action. So if you see something, it tends to be static or it tends to be a video and you just scroll straight past it. Um, that is not a great way for brand advertising to instill memorability. Yeah. So our approach has always been to get a consumer to engage with an advert, either through a swipe or a gesture or some sort of interaction using part of the phone's functionality. So as the creative and the design of the ad is intrinsically um, integrated into how we use the mobile. So that um, fact that you're then integrating and or interacting with the ad means you are internalizing the message. Um, so, you know, right back at the, the start of Adludio, we used the sort of analogy of kinesthetic learning. So when a child is actually learning things, they do so by touch and they do so by interacting. And we're driving exactly the same sort of mechanism in human behavior when we get a consumer to engage with an ad. Uh, and that means you internalize the message. Uh, and the data we've got shows that our ads tend to be 10 times more memorable than a standard static um, ad unit. Uh, and that at the end of the day, is what brand advertising is all about. It's recall, um, and that that's again where we we've put our put our flag. So it's all about engagement. Again, this ties in quite well with how mobile advertising is changing at the moment, and advertising generally. There's this drive towards the attention economy. Yeah. So you know, I think Denzu have even started trading on uh, attention metrics. I mean, that fits again right in our sweet spot because the ultimate intention metric is if somebody is engaging with your brand. So, you know, if, if you had a scale of where attention is, we're at the far end, we're at the kind of 100% thing where, you know, a consumer has to engage with the units themselves. Um, so, yeah, I think everything's moving in our direction quite quickly. Um, and, yeah, it's an exciting time to be um, part of mobile advertising. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, also, I understand what Adludio uh, is the Latin for to play, so it does. Exactly. So, you know, we, you know, right back in the day, our tech, um, because ultimately we are a technology company, our tech was built on something we call the game engine, um, because a lot of what we were doing around making ads interactive and engagement in a way, was gamifying it. Um, I, I try to move away from that, but it's a little bit about that. Um, and, you know, the name Adludio um, very much sits right in that sweet spot around to play. Cool. I want to break down some of the points you've already hit as well. So looking at, I guess, the creativity aspect is such a massive part of what you do. 
So why is it so important? And particularly now, you know, with the death of the cookie, if it does happen next year, <laughs> why is it so important? Yeah, so um, any sort of third-party data that you get um, from third-party surveys, they tend to list, you know, what are the most important attributes in driving success for um, advertising? You will have things like targeting, important. You will have things like context, important. Uh, but always the biggest, single, most important driver is the creative. Yeah. Um, you know, there was even a survey, I think, done in 2017 that showed it was as much as 50% uh, of getting people into that top part of the purchase funnel was down to how strong the creative was. So for us, that's the starting point. Now, having good creative in itself, however, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a huge success. So a part of what we do is making sure that that creative is designed correctly for the mobile phone. Uh, and, you know, we've got tech, we've got our own studio, we've got all sorts of algorithms, etc. that... Um, um, enhance that and allow us to deliver those engaging experiences based on brilliant creative and I would add brilliant design yeah because design and creative in this area go hand in hand right, I want to uh, touch on something you said there about uh, being like unique to the mobile and stuff and not just taking like a, a TV ad and pulling it in yep. or an ad from somewhere else why is that part key so Again, for us, we, we like to put engagements front and center. And a lot of those um, ad, um, pure videos don't necessarily have that engagement metric. Um, that said, a lot of what we do is video. Um, but we tend to put some sort of um, display mechanism in front or around or as part of that video experience to enhance it. And to bring the user and the consumer into that um, into that ad, in order that their recall um, is increased exponentially, like I said right uh, um, earlier. Okay, even with like the increased importance in in creativity, uh, of course you can't ignore data. It's still an important fact, and you still need data yep. um, to to target people and to drive engagements. What? data sources do you use and what data sources can be used you know in this like post cookie environment yes. yeah so i mean the first thing to say is you know we still do use some of those targeting data metrics that are out there so if you've got an ad that you want to target um at men there's no point targeting it at women right so in order to do that we use first party data provided by publishers um, we work an awful lot with um, demand-side platforms, so we integrate our technology and our algorithms and our data science into those um, third parties in order that we can use some of their first-party data um, for the targeting. So we still do it. What we're not doing, and this is a bit of a kind of GDPR um, thing here, we're not going down the road of processing data. Yeah, So... Um, and, and this is a benefit for us, actually, because we don't want to hold any PPI data or any individual person's data. The data that we do have is around the creative. And this is our proprietary um, um, proprietary data and one of our key USPs. Now, because for the last seven years, 
all of our ads have been highly interactive and because consumers have been interacting with them and because we've been taking that data, um, our data lake now allows us to identify how people have engaged, where they've engaged, what they've done in a completely unique way. Um, and nobody else has that level of data around the creative. Yeah. So if somebody will say, well, well, you know, where are you going with all of this? It's the data of the creative that is becoming so important. Um, and that sets us apart because we've got about seven years worth. Well, the other thing I wanted to touch on is during uh, engagement, using engagement as a metric, um, I guess as a proxy for attention. Um, why do you do it, you know, uh, compared to using viewability or, or CTR? And why is it the best metric to use? Yeah, so I, I guess first I should just explain how we do this. Um, I, I come back to the point that we're a technology company and we're a data company and we have a data science team. And that data science team is essentially um, buying um, the media on our behalf. So we are identifying where a consumer is most likely to engage with the ad. And we look at thousands of different variables to identify where that consumer um, is going to engage with it. Um, the algorithms that we've got um, are proprietary and they can look at all of those different metrics. So they can look at viewability. They do look at um, engagement. They do look at all of those various metrics. And in many ways, they are all, all equally or as valid, yeah, because I know advertisers um, are always looking at how um, viewable an ad is. However, for us, we always come back to that CPE metrics. So that's really our kind of charging mechanism, um, cost per engagement. Why do we charge on that metric? Um, well, from an advertiser, there is no waste. Yeah, They are only getting somebody that has genuinely engaged with an ad. So I come back again to that attention metric that is increasingly being pushed um, through the advertising world. Well, the engagement metric is the ultimate attention metric. Um, so it offers value for advertisers because there is no waste. When somebody engages, I come back to the fact that their brand recall is going to be so much higher. So if you're physically interacting with something you're going to memorize what it is you've interacted with and that again is the whole purpose of advertising so there are a whole raft of reasons why we kind of do this it, it, it's to do with delivering better performance for the advertiser because ultimately that's what this is all about it's performance for the advertiser it's about delivering better value for money for the advertiser so they're not going to um, have waste um it's about automation, yeah. So um, you know that's the other big driver in the advertising world at the moment. Um, you know, e even you know, you look at the DSP world. Sure, that's automation, but there's so much more that can now be done. I mean, I, I look at, I go all the way back to when I started digital advertising. Yeah, when it, whenever it was in the mid '90s, we used to get the entire digital economy of London in a pub once a month to meet yeah um, and I sometimes say now you can't go into a pub in London without half of that pub being in the digital economy yeah so how is that automation yeah 
Um, you know, how is it that we've got about half a million people working in the digital advertising economy yeah, when everyone's banging on about automation? How is it that on um, DSPs you need a whole um, raft of traders actually looking at it? So for us, you know, the the what we're trying to do is automate that entire process from the creative through to the delivery through to the um, um, insights and reporting at the end in those pillars. So you have a creative pillar, you have a media pillar, you have an optimization pillar, um, and you have an insight pillar, and you have algorithms um, feeding all of those elements and automating as much as possible. I've slightly gone off on a tangent there <laughs> yeah. on what the original <laughs> yeah. question was, but it was, uh, you know, I, I think it all ties in with that question around why engagement. Yeah. Um, well, I hope it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put you a bit on the spot uh, now. Mm. Uh, are there any like particular, I guess, campaigns that you guys have done that you think, yeah, we're really proud of that one? So there's loads of them. I mean, um, back in the early day, well, early days, probably about three or four years ago, we did a brilliant one for Jaguar. Yeah, it was like a kind of standout one, just because the creative was so absolutely shit hot. Um, sorry, I, I don't know if I'm allowed. To I swear think with that. only adults listen to this. Is only fine. adults. Okay, <laughs> it's well, fine. That's good. So th this actually tied into the functionality of the phone. So it's when you changed and tilted the phone you got the sound of this like xj whatever car it was um absolutely fantastic hugely engaging um and you know drove fantastic results for the client so that was a good one um we've had to change some of that tech because you know apple has kind of restricted some of that functionality um so um, but that that was brilliant. Um, we've done an awful lot for Microsoft um, in in the past few years on a kind of global basis. Um, we've done some, uh, um, yeah. I mean, look, we've we, we've run campaigns now for literally thousands of advertisers, um, and we're proud of them all, um, and we're proud of all the names um, that you know we have on our client list and our roster. Um, but the ones that stand out are the ones that have really, really cool creative. Um, you know, the good thing about Adludio is you never have a bad meeting, right? Because you go in and you show people what we do. And even now, there's always a kind of, oh, wow, I didn't know you could do that on mobile, um, which still surprises me, actually, because I, I think, well, maybe we should have been doing a better job and got it out there a bit better and quicker. Well, I guess it's on that theme. I guess even better and quicker. Uh, looking at time, uh, if we were to talk again in in a year's time, yeah, also, um, where would you want? I guess first of all, two separate questions. Where would you want Adludio to be? And then, as a follow up to that, what, where would you like the mobile advertising or the wider digital advertising world to be? Yeah. So, from Adludio's perspective. Um we want to carry on automating and using data science teams to um, really deliver incredibly high-performing um, campaigns for our advertisers. So we're, we're really lucky. We've got a fantastic school of data scientists in Addis Ababa, actually. We've got um, a school of 10 um, or um, 10 people out there at the moment working on us, delivering some brilliant stuff. So I'm hoping that that is going to 
continue fueling what we do and as we grow kind of automating all all of the various elements that i talked about the media the creative the optimization etc um secondly we're also you know really driving towards the us quite hard um so you know we've got a team um in la team in new york and we've got a few salespeople dotted around um, various cities in in new york uh, sorry in the us so we really want to um um keep that um momentum um going uh, in terms of mobile advertising generally, uh, look, I mean, budgets are still shifting there, and there hasn't been a slowdown per se in the um, movement of budgets into mobile. Um, so I think that will will continue. The fact is, as I mentioned earlier, the devices are still much the same. So, you know, the the innovation that you get does become slightly harder, yeah, because innovation often comes about when you have uh, new hardware, etc. So um, for us in terms of mobile, it's just going to be about automation, increasing the performance, and I think that will go um, across the board. The other thing where it's going to go, and again, hopefully right in the sweet spot for us is creative creative becomes front and center so um, i think you're going to see um, an ever bigger push into making sure that ads that are delivered on mobile are specifically for mobile um, that incidentally has happened in the last few years um, you know if you looked at some of the video ads that you got four or five years ago, they were all 30 seconds long, you know. There's definitely, clearly, you know, you look at the social channels, the videos now, they're, they're five seconds, etc. So ads are being increasingly um, tailored towards the mobile experience. That will increase. Um, uh, the privacy stuff is going to continue. Um, if I took it out of what Adludio is doing um, and I looked at the kind of uh, the Facebook, the Yahoo, uh, sorry, the Facebook, the oh, that's taking it back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I show my age, the, the Facebooks, the Apples, etc. There's, um, uh, you know, the, the, the transparency stuff that Apple brought in about a year ago has definitely hit Facebook's bottom line, right? Um, so, uh, you know, I think there'll be a much more of a movement from the likes of Facebook towards Web 3.0 and the metaverse um, because that's uh, that's an untapped world at the moment, right? There's, there's a whole new... Um, there's a whole new experience out there. The the hardware war hasn't been won. The software war hasn't really been started. Um, so I think, I mean, that's going a little bit off mobile, but that's where I think a lot of the attention, it's where a lot of the investment is going to go. It's where a lot of the focus is going to go and a lot of the effort and a lot of the innovation is going to go over the next few years. Whatever. Final question. This is going off on a, on a bit of a tangent as, as well. See, so you mentioned uh, the stuff in the stuff you have in Addis Ababa. Mm. Um, so I want to talk about like your, I guess your approach to work and like the the work setup you have because I know it's a little bit different than than a lot of companies. Yeah. So I mean, I'm traditionally I'm quite old school. So it was always right. You get in at nine o'clock and you leave at six, and it's five days a week. Uh, 
in the run-up to the pandemic, that was increasingly becoming hard, right? Because, you know, devs would come up to me and say, well, can I work from home one day a week? Or I want to work here or, or wherever it might be. And then increasingly, we had a very disparate workforce. So, um, you know, even now we have um, people in 17 different countries. We're only 70 people, but they're in 17 different countries. And and that was starting off pre-pandemic. Um um, but I was always like, oh, you know, come into the office, come into the office and uh, used to get pushed back and all sorts. And then, of course, the pandemic happens and everybody's working from home. And it was always like an epiphany moment for me because productivity didn't go down. Productivity, if anything, went up. Um, and uh, I just said, right, April 2, 2020, I said, right, we're working from home full time. That's it. Yeah. Um, and we haven't gone back. Yeah. Uh, now, so so that's one thing we do. Uh, one of the things I noticed as a kind of sideline of that is people were on the phone at nine o'clock on a Zoom, and you sometimes didn't finish until seven, and there tended to be a little bit of kind of Zoom itis. Yeah? Uh, so we also took the decision last year we would move to four and a half day working week. So Friday afternoon. Um, pack up and finish so long as you've got your job done so i think for me the epiphany has been moving away from a regimented you need to do this to much more a performance driven culture whereby this is what you need to achieve i don't care when you achieve it <laughs> or when you're working on it this is what needs to be done and this is when it needs to be delivered by uh, and that leads to a much more um balanced work life for everybody um, second thing we do is you know as you touched on there is like having that international um, team and that international outlook um, when you're all working on zoom and you're or, you know it doesn't matter where you are yeah um, so that you know it, um, has also been a benefit to the company now it does have slight downsides it's like when you bring in new people how do you train them up uh you know how do you keep culture um going when you're so disparate um so we we do say to everybody when they join like yes you work from home but two days every quarter you're mine and we might take you anywhere in europe and everybody has to sit down and we still encourage people to meet out and go out for drinks if they're in the vicinity etc so um yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's different. I, I feel the pandemic, and I'm sure it's the same for everybody, but it sped up a 10-year process in six months. Yeah, well, I, I fully support it. Um, I was singing long before the pandemic. I was singing yeah. for remote work and hybrid working. And uh, whenever I was like networking, I'll go to the CEOs, but like, yeah, you need to be doing this. It's the future. Yeah. No one gave a shit. You were ahead of me. You were ahead of the game with me. So for, for me, it was just an epiphany moment. And, and of course, now I don't have any of those issues of people coming up saying, oh, can I work from home one day? We, you know, it's more, can I come into um, central London? You know, we, we have uh, regular kind of dinners as well, you know. And of course, there's the big unspoken thing as well that, I'm saving a shitload of money, right? <laughs> because if you've got any idea, ever runs a business of the price of London central offices, it's just insane, right? Um, so just to have it, have 
an insane amount of money just for somewhere for people to meet up. It just makes no sense. Far better to go and have a drink or a restaurant somewhere. Um, so yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it, it it's changed. Yeah, but it's changed for the better. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's a, a great way to end as well. So thank you for joining me, Paul. Brilliant. Thank cool. you very much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye.